The comments within the following podcast are those of any show hosts and not representative of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Welcome to Tech Podcast number 307. My name is Jared Reimer and I hope that you enjoy the program as much as I have bringing it together for you. I started the recording after getting my review back of of Braille assignment number 10. And uh, I talk about that a little bit and not necessarily about the instructor, but the fact that I talked to him. And we both have the same understanding. I talk about it. Fillmore. Do you think that they have learned their lesson yet? I have a guest on that talked about an experience that I don't know if any other company has ever done this. I'll let them explain. Finally, news, notes, and things that I found of interest as I'm continuing to catch up on news on the RSS feeds that I find of interest. I do link to a lot of stuff and I'm starting to get back into blogging again. Contact information is at the end. I hope that you enjoy the program as much as I have bringing it together for you. And I will see you again on another podcast real soon. Until then, thanks for listening. Here comes Brown Transcription. podcast 307 i want to do a quick update on assignment 10 i passed it with no issues i talked to the instructor over the phone and while off camera and off podcast there are times that i honestly think he could and i want to stress this could be an asshole you could say that about a lot of people he seems very knowledgeable and understands where I come from the fact that he didn't respond when I've numerous times said that I'm a braille reader this that and the other but in, I talked to him about this and he says you know what you're doing fine he says I'm a braille reader too I came in eBay and we have a general understanding of how this is done. And I've said this numerous times throughout the course. The reports may indicate to me that I'm a failure at times. And I've succeeded at times. And the ways that the report have been written in the past stated to me 
you know, go away. We don't want you. Even Bob has said, you know what? This is this is how they are. I said, to me, that makes me feel like he's an asshole. And I even said, look. And I said, look, I can call you an asshole all I want. But I said to him, look, I understand where you're coming from. And in a way, I understand what Bob is saying, too, when he has said that, you know, part of the issue is software based and part of it is my understanding of what actually is going on. So I will publicly say that my instructor is not an asshole. He is doing a job that is required of him to grade the assignments based on the lessons and everybody who comes through there needs to understand that. And I do. And I even said, look, I even asked if I should use these contractions, especially on two, when I saw the whole thing uncontracted. And you marked me off. And I said, I don't understand why I'm a braver. He's like, we have to. This is what we're supposed to do. And I completely understand. I've been saying this all along. And hearing that clarification from me in my voice was kind of cool. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the course today or for this podcast. My next assignment won't be till March 2nd because that's when it'll be due. But, as I've said before, all the reports make sense to me because I did get it wrong at times. I got it pretty much right in others. And he said over the phone, you slam dunk this. Yep. I get it. I understand it. I didn't take the comments very lightly. I know what I'm doing. Although, like I've said before, part of my issue has been the code. The code differences. And that's where we all need to learn. And I completely understand that aspect of it. And I have never publicly called my instructor an asshole even though I've at times wanted to do that not necessarily in a public forum but when talking about the course where the assignments I've gotten wrong there have been times I'd be you asshole this is not my intent but at the same time I knew what they're trying to get at First, reminders. Slow down. It is not a race. You want to submit it the best way you can and go through it multiple times like I've done. The first several lessons I had done and I didn't get them brailed out and I finally thought, you know what? This is not okay. 
I don't like these reports. Uh, he may be an asshole, but he's being an asshole for a reason. Giving me a poor grade because when I go back and review it, sure enough, he's correct. I'm not. The instructors know how the course is going to be. And I want to publicly say that this has been a challenging experience. I'm almost done with the six key entry aspect of the course. And I am looking forward to continuing this course where I will really enjoy trying to make it work and remembering how the software is an aid so it may do it one way and your job is to correct it and say no software it needs to be done this way and so that is why they really stress in the course the software is an aid your job is to know the rules understand it and that has been my shortfall at times i appreciate him taking the time to explain it to me when i said look i don't get it when i submitted a corrected version even though there was a misspelling i said i don't understand what this means because all it did was do this that's not malformed and he's like and that's when he really laid it down and that's when i really understood what the concept was that i was not understanding and he understands that i'm not dumb i just don't understand some things that are different between ueb and ebay and for that end, you can't be a complete ass. Now, can you? Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Jared. I'm on Skype at the moment through Livewire's conferencing facility. Fillmore Productions has not learned their lesson. If you've been with the podcast long enough, one of my Australian people said Fillmore Productions is surely something not to mess with. He surely doesn't get it, and I completely agree. This time on the podcast, I got someone who's wanting to tell a story in regards to billing. And how many people, before I introduce our guest, how many people know of anyone at a company talking about a customer's billing, whether it's on Twitter, to other customers, uh, or anything of the like? Lori the Trumpet Lady, she goes by on Livewire, is here to tell her story. And we're going to turn over the mic to her at this current moment. 
Oh, okay, I'm the trumpet lady. Um, <clears throat> Lori the trumpet lady, I've been on Fillmore since 04. Um, not long after it was launched in August of 04. Um, I heard about it through a friend of mine, and, uh, who is no longer a friend of mine, um, but at the time I heard about it through him, and he wanted me to try it and see how I'd like it, and, um, had I known what this buzzard was up to, um, I probably would have never got on it. However, by getting on it, I have to say that I have gotten acquainted with um, our moderator of this podcast. And if I had not got on here on uh, Fillmore, I probably wouldn't know about Livewire either. So there have been some good things uh, that have come out of being on Fillmore. Um, but recently, um, the most recent thing I had happened to me was that my information about how my boxes were paid for, um, at least one of my boxes, not both of them, um, but one of them. Um, The business owner himself, believe it or not, yes, I said it, the business owner himself, put the information out on the, what he calls the other, other system board now. That board was intent intended to be designed only to have discussions about only Fillmore and Fillmore only. However, since Phil Scopes and Amadeus, the owner of Livewire, got into it, which is another whole big long story that I don't know everything about, Um, the system wars started since people have gotten deleted from Livewire for their behavior and for their conduct um, those that are on Fillmore decided to side with uh, Phil Scopes and trash and bash Livewire um Michael from Indiana is a person that wouldn't want his friends messed with. And he's the kind of person that would do anything to protect a friend of his. And he saw that one person wasn't going to get on the system, uh, so he decided to... And it's a box that he legally can access because, well, he was sponsoring it. But as of midnight, which would be March the 1st, it's going bye-bye because I am no longer going to support 
this type of conduct that goes out on this system. Um, when when the man says to leave a credit card information in the voicemail instead of uh, putting it like in a file or something like that or in a database, somebody that doesn't back up their database like they should and loses it and has to call all his customers to get it back. That's very unsafe. That's very insecure. Um, and I've been learning the technical end of it. Um, but I've been one of those that got my information um, put out on the system and I'm not liking it one bit and I am not in any support of this system whatsoever anymore um, after after 15 years uh, 14 and a half years of being on it I am saying goodbye to it because of the misconduct of the business owner between him and his customers and he allows customers to harass uh, people. He won't do anything. One of his customers actually uh, used other people to threaten my life uh, on several occasions. He lets people get away with that. They've actually called the uh, police on me. They've actually gotten APS over to my house twice. Um, and one time, they got a child, a counselor from Child Protective Services, or whatever that's called, Child and Family Services, I guess, to try to get this, encourage me to give up my baby for adoption. And I was not even carrying a baby at all. It was totally made up. The guy that they accused, a gang of people on there, accused of being uh, the father of the baby uh, and I, never made physical contact at all to, uh, well, to produce a life and therefore they had no proof of anything that they were saying. But I guess by law, these employees from the government have to come out and check out the report. But I was willing to do everything I could to clear my name. I was willing to take a pregnancy test. I was willing to have an ultrasound, whatever was required, to clear my name and that that was all bogus, to prove that that was all bogus. Um, they just, I mean, there's no end to the trashing and the bashing that goes on. I guess as far as I know, I've heard anyway, on the topic of board two, which my boxes uh, are blocked from, and... Uh, uh, the the guy that owns a board too has called me a whore and uh, 
made me out to be some uh, some evil individual, which I am not. And this type of thing is just going on on Fillmore. And uh, Phil will not stop it. Um, if the FCC knew what he was doing, um, they'd probably shut him down. But nobody has complained to the FCC. Um, he himself has been known to do some uh, erroneous activity and uh, to be a business owner and do this to his customers is a shame. Uh, this is not good business ethics at all. And so I encourage anybody that hears this podcast, if you are on Fillmore, please, 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 please get off of it because you will your information will be put out. If somebody's sponsoring you, the name of your sponsor will be revealed. Um, just like mine was. And another thing he does is uh, take credit cards of dead people and people that are guilty of credit card fraud. He'll take those credit cards. He don't care um, where the credit card comes from just so he gets his money. That's all he cares about. And uh, he's just not somebody that you want to trust with your your credit card information. So I urge anybody, please, 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 get off of Fillmore. And I guess that's all I can really say, unless Jared wants to ask me any questions, and I'll try to answer them. Well, I don't think this is going to be a Q&A. <laughs> I thought about this for a while, and I, I think just telling the story... <laughs> With the understanding that this has really been going on from the beginning, and we're urging everybody, if you do not agree with the practice, if you don't agree with it, the only way Phil is going to understand is with, is is through his pocketbook. I left in 2013 because of the fact, number one, I wasn't even going out there and I was paying for it. And number two, I was testing something of his and he started whining to me like a little child because I uploaded an 11-hour <laughs> file, which actually crashed the server. It was a program of mine. And I'm like, oh, let's see what we could do. Oh, yeah, I've heard some of his whining, too. And oh, yeah, I heard some of that. He doesn't... <laughs> call to talk to you about the problem. Idiot. He he gripes about it on his on his system <laughs> or complains in your box like a little child. And I thought I had issues. And while my plan was to delete the file I didn't get around to it. I was gone to work. And that, when I called in and I had a moment and I'm like, you know, I was going to do it as a test. I was going to, you know, delete it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. He complains he doesn't have disk space. Why? Because he uses WAV files. Mm -hmm. And while these are compressed WAV files, you know, 
they are large. They can be large. I'm not going to get into the technical side and I'm not going to repeat myself in other issues that have come up. And I've talked about all of it through the years on the podcast. If you want podcast-specific material, I will gather a folder of all of the podcasts where Fillmore Productions was mentioned. For those who aren't on Livewire, I can upload a folder with all those podcasts and you can download it all. For those on Livewire, you can check out Board 395 and we will be uploading new podcasts very soon. I've been wanting people a chance to listen to the stuff that's already up there before I started uploading more. And, of course, we're covering all the new stuff, too. Including this. This this segment is going to go up there. I am not surprised about this. This is absolutely horrid that Fillmore Productions continues to show that privacy and security do not mix. He says he wants to not allow people who he does not authorize access to the box. He says one person doesn't show caller ID. That's not his fault. That's between his provider and the provider that that the person is using. I'm sorry, but someone who is paying for a box is allowed access by rule. They have the password. They set it up and gave it to you. That is access. Unauthorized access is someone who you gave the password to, you trusted, then they went in and changed that password. Then it becomes unauthorized. Then you can do something about it. Phil calls this dirty pool and I wrote an article and I even talked about it and linked to the article in an earlier podcast of the 200 series. This is already podcast 307 and we're still talking about the same problems at Fillmore Productions. I don't get it. I don't understand it. The only way Phil's going to understand this is by people canceling. If they disagree with what's been going on, cancel your boxes. Especially those of you who have multiples. Get off of there. And don't come back. He offered me a six ninety five for the first month and twelve ninety five thereafter. For Livewire customers. He got kicked off of Livewire because he was advertising and they don't allow advertising here. I predicted in 2018 that Fillmore Productions was going to close. It will. It will close. Will it take this incident? Or will there be a massive data breach where somebody will hack into his server and get at the information and expose it? 
Thank you, Lori, for coming on our program and telling your story. Happy to without do it. Your courageous, uh, without your courageous endeavor, Fillmore will still be able to continue, and they probably will, but at least there's one more story out there. And it was here that I actually met you, although I knew of you on live on Fillmore, and I heard about all of the trashing they did to you. And I didn't get involved at that time. It was here that I met you on LiveWire. We'll continue with more of the that podcast. Is, Go ahead. Shows how far. That just shows how far and wide people take this stuff. Yes. You were you were people one of the first two hundred people, people that have never even met me before think I'm this awful evil person. But I didn't think of anything. I am not. I didn't think of anything. I never paid attention to it. I had other things Very to do. Very few that don't, unfortunately. But most people, most people, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. We will continue with more of the podcast in the moment. This is Podcast 307. Thanks for listening. <laughs> rather behind as of late and some of it's good and some of it isn't so good I'm not going to cover every little piece of news and I blogged about some of what I've read I even read some more and will continue to try and blog about things that I think people might be interested in of course you're always welcome to tell me what you're interested in by sending me an email at tech that's t-e-c-h at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. There is a group out there. And they targeted an institute for the blind by posing that they are from the police. And when I read this, and you can find out the full details by going over to the blog. But when I read this, I was like, really? You're going to be targeting an institute for the blind? People who don't have a lot of money. And there are some blind people that probably have money. Enough to live on. Not necessarily just receiving Social Security, but... They're actually making a living and can afford things. And the problem I have is this is with this is that you are targeting a demographics and an agency that serves those demographics that may not have a lot of money. And as you criminals know, you are in it for the money. You're not in 
it's just to piss people off. And I can assure you that you probably didn't get much of a payday. And I'm wondering what this institution for the blind is actually doing about it. The article from CyberScoop, which is in the list of what's recently been read, didn't say. And, of course, out of that whole article list, we do have some good news that several people have been picked up and charged or pleaded. I just found another article. Those are the top types of articles to talk about because you don't see a lot of those. There's a lot of cybercrime, including what I've just talked about in regards to somebody posing as police, sending out phishing email, and targeting a blindness agency. I'm sorry, but you can target the blind population at large by just sending out mass email like you do already, because I get quite a large amount of it. I just don't understand what the purpose of the email posing as the police sending a phishing email to a blindness institution. Are you trying to take them out of business? You would be very successful in doing that because blindness institutions don't have the security understanding that a lot of other firms do. And I'm not at all going to say that those firms that have been breached the last several years have not had an understanding of what to do, but there have been bugs. And people got in using those bugs, even though the company knew about it in, so, in some instances, but yet they neglected to patch or couldn't. And I think that's where the problem is. Now, I patch my own computer when... I get a chance to restart and Windows says, hey, I've got updates. You want to update and restart? And I say, yes, I do. Now, there was a time where my computer rebooted itself at 11.15 at night. I had no idea why. Luckily, I was still up. I was able to re-log in and everything worked out. And then there was a time where the computer just shut itself off. I don't know what actually caused that issue, but I was able to resolve that because under my feet where I sit is a, a surge protector whose light was actually off. And I tried flipping its switch. But then I found another surge protector nearby and flipped its switch and it turned everything back on. So 
it may have been a power surge and it protected itself. It wasn't enough to shut the whole house off, but enough to basically turn off my particular computer. The other computers around the house were not affected. I don't think it was malicious. I don't think it it was intentional. And I don't think it was anything in my computer that did it. I think it could have been coincidental. I wasn't even doing anything on the computer at the time. But can you imagine if a blindness-related agency was able to pay to get their data back if that phishing attempt turned into a ransomware attack? Remember the brailing company that had been targeted for ransomware they didn't pay? If you didn't, and you are new, then I invite you to go over to my website at J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R dot N-E-T. Click on the article listings page under links around the main domain. And look for the article, and I date them, and it's in the vocal list. And this particular agency known as the ATPC, the Alternate Text Production Center, and I talked about this then, actually did it right. They had backups. Yes, some files were not able to be produced. These were all files that were waiting to be produced. And sadly, they were going to just say, screw whatever was here. If you have copies, re-upload them. If we have copies, we'll let you know. And... It was just great. You couldn't have it any better. They were able to basically restore, delete the infected stuff, and move on. And I'm not saying that they did anything wrong, but they did allow anyone to upload. And they also, at that particular time, had files backed up basically from the beginning and now they've changed their policies I'm not saying that they that every person had the capability of uploading I'm sure you had to have an account but 
it wasn't a big deal, and most of the files up there were small files. You're talking about a BRF file, a Braille-ready file. And I'll be talking more about the Braille transcription course later on when we get to Lesson 12 stuff. And what I'm really looking forward to as part of this course, which will really put an eye-opener into how Braille is actually transcribed. And I'm sure that the blindness agency in this story probably does some brailing for their customers and their constituents. And the people that send out phishing and who have been recently picked up for sending spam and anything else that, that we've been posting don't really care who they target. And that's that's what we have to understand. We have to understand that this particular set of people don't honestly care. And that's sad. I mean, if they want to target people target them but do research first right i mean why would you want to target a blindness agency who's got nothing to offer you if you want them to pay you a bitcoin or six hundred dollars then you're out of luck they that six hundred dollars could go to brailing costs for the people who need services that they offer. It just it just appalls me about how bad this is. Blind Eagle, a new app group. APT, apt group, poses as Columbia's cyber police. Why? To steal business secrets from people. You targeted a blindness agency? They don't have business secrets. We all, or you all, should know what a blindness agency do, does. They do brailing for their uh, people. They might have services for independent living and others. Teaching braille. That most recent attack in February 2019 on Valentine's Day for more or less purposes the Colombian civil national registry appeared to come from and it targeted at the National Institute for the Blind 
Wow. I just I just don't understand why they're targeting such an agency. In other news, the University of Washington got hit again, according to an article on Krebs on on CyberScoop. I want to say Krebs on security because Krebs actually would report on it, but it was penned on CyberScoop. It's an ongoing trend for them, and this time it exposed 974,000 records after learning about it when a consumer who was there for whatever reason they were there for found their information on Google, the search engine. absolutely horrid why didn't the blind eagle group go after them right I mean it just doesn't make sense and we're talking about internet and people going after people on the DNS system was recently targeted and I think this may be the future when I read this I thought about it Krebs on security talks about this article uh, entitled a deep dive into the recent DNS hijack and uh, is there not anything else to do now they're talking again about DNSSEC, otherwise known as DNS security, which I think we should be moving toward anyway. If it doesn't match where the, where it's being pointed to and, and somebody tries to do something to get the domain to go elsewhere, then it doesn't go because this, the criminals won't pay for that security, and I don't think they can change that. They could change the... Uh, server on where it goes to if the right stuff is given to do that but wow and finally out of all of this news are you a Mac user I don't cover a whole lot of Mac because I don't have a lot of resources but Trend Micro penned an article about their Mac security product passing AV tests. And that's a rigorous test. Uh, they, they test a lot of products with lots of stuff. And for Trend Micro, this is an honor for them because they've been getting awards for years. In fact, I used Trend Micro at one point for Windows. Sadly, the blind community is being told that we can only use the, I don't think, very secure Microsoft Securities Essential or what is known as Windows Defender. Granted, it does 
integrate deeply into Windows without harming anything, but I've downloaded files knowing that they were malicious. I never ran it, but when I told it to scan the file, it came back clean. That's not secure. That doesn't work for me. But sadly, that's all I can do because of the fact that I don't have anything else that's accessible. There have been a couple of other products. But MSC or Windows Defender seems to be it. And of course, I'm interested to hear from you in regards to uh, what is up with you, what you've read, what you found of interest. Would you like to talk about it? Post an article, maybe. I'll give you access where you can send an email to an email address and have your articles post it. I'll teach you basic HTML to do that, or you can use the WordPress interface. But you need an account to do that because that is what is required, and I'll set you up with one. That's some of the news going on. I'm Jared Reimer, Tech Podcast 307. That's going to end it for today's podcast. It's a little bit shorter than normal. But then again, what's normal? We'll have more interesting news. I'm going to continue to catch up and see if there's anything of interest. And I'll continue to post those that I think might be of interest. I do think there's a lot out there that could be shared, which is what I do. But I'm trying to pick things that might not necessarily be covered, but yet I found of interest. You can email iMessage me at tech, that's T-E-C-H, at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. Text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975. And hey, if you're on Livewire or Ground Zero... Boards 295 and 224, respectively, are where you can hear the podcast, discuss things, and even start new topics as I run tech boards on both systems. And hopefully you all have a great day.